Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and you're listening to Grace to Your World, a teaching ministry focused on providing an understanding of God's grace, which will empower you to change your world and live the overcoming life. Now, to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubinministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. The first way to know God from the heart, guys, is this. It is knowing God through practicing His presence through His Word. It's practicing His presence through His Word, through really meditating the Word of God. We're going to be talking about biblical meditation uh, here tonight. Uh, In fact, you can turn to Psalms uh, 16, uh, 11. Psalms chapter 16, verse 11. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Praise God, guys. I'm fired up. <laughs> God is so good, man. Uh, God is so good. And I, I just really want you to, 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 to know this in your heart. I want you to experience His goodness in your life. You know, I want this to be a year. I remember at the beginning of the year, the word of the Lord was that this is the year of exceeding glory. The year of exceeding glory. It's your life becoming an expression of the glory of God. Uh, God's goodness manifesting in your life to a greater degree so you can begin to be a blessing to other people. And so we're believing for that, for every single one of you guys uh, listening, all of our friends and partners, uh, we're we're just believing that, uh, for that to show up in your life this year. Amen. And so key for that is you having this intimate heart knowledge of God. And the first way that we cultivate this heart knowledge of God is... As I said, it's practicing the presence of God uh, through meditating in His Word. And, uh, you know, I just really want you to catch, once again, you may be listening to me and you say, Well, Alex, you know, I need God to show up in my finances. I need God to show up in my marriage. I need God uh, to, to, to show up, you know, where my physical healing is concerned. And that's, that my, that's all correct. I'm not denying that that's the case. But what I want you to see is that everything you need is going to manifest in your life out of you spending time in His presence, you practicing His presence, out of your intimate relationship with God, these all things, that's your healing, your deliverance, your prosperity, your your soundness, your wisdom, it's going to show up out of time spent with Him. You see, that's what I want you to see. Look at what he says here in Psalms uh, 16, verse 11. Uh, He says this. He says, Thou wilt show me the path of life in thy presence. Glory be to God. He says, In thy presence there's fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. And so what happens is when you get into the presence of God, when you dwell in the presence of God, He says he's going to show you the path of life. In other words, there's wisdom and revelation going to come out of that. Uh, I also did a sermon recently where I went over eight benefits that come as a result of practicing the presence of God. If you guys have not listened to that, I uh, recommend you go check it out. It's on the website, on the YouTube channel, and on the Podbean website as well. You can catch the audio. Uh, Eight benefits. I'm not going to go over all of those again, but one of those benefits was... Uh, divine wisdom and guidance and so that's what he's saying here he says when you're in his presence he says he's gonna show you the path of life man 
You're going to get some wisdom and revelation about uh, his path for your life, you see. You see, somebody says, Alex, what do I have to do to walk in God's perfect will for my life? How do I fulfill God's vision and purpose for my life? Well, get into his presence. Amen. And then he says, in, in, in thy presence, there's fullness of joy at thy right hand. There are pleasures forevermore. <laughs> you see, I, I shared this the other day. I was saying, you know, one of the ways that Satan tries to deceive people is he tries to get people to think that joy and pleasure and, and you know fun is only found in you know carnal stuff you know <laughs> you know serving God you know that's that's being boring you know well you know now let's be serious uh, no you see <laughs> maybe that's what they taught you you know in, in Sunday school again but <laughs> no that's not what it's about I want you to understand man that when you get into the presence of God there's joy in his presence Man, I'm telling you what I know. There's joy in his presence. There's pleasure forevermore. Man, whoever you are, the greatest joy you're ever going to know in your life is walking in God's will for your life. You know, some people think, you know, joy is all about, you know, Ooh, let's get wasted, you know. No, I was saying this the other day. You know, you don't want to get wasted. You're too valuable for that friend. You know, life is not about you, uh, you know, going and, you know, smoking weed, you know, getting wasted, getting drunk uh, and all of that stuff. You know, th those, those are the pathways that lead to destruction. You know, that's the, the deceitfulness of sin, which makes you think, well, there's enjoyment in that. There's, there's ultimately no enjoyment in that. You see, true lasting joy comes out of you being in the presence of God, you walking in his will for your life, man. I want you to know the greatest party you're ever going to have in your life is a praise party. The greatest joy you're ever going to have in your life is when you begin to see God's vision for your life coming to pass. And then you just praise him for his goodness, man. In fact, I want you to do this right now. If you can, just raise up your hands and just praise him for a moment. Thank you, Lord, that in your presence is great joy. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. And so, I want you to say this out loud. I want you to say, I'm having a good time walking in God's will for my life. <laughs> say out loud right now, I'm having fun serving the Lord. You see, you want to begin to associate fun with the things of God. Fun is of God. You know, fun didn't come from Satan. I want you to know that. Fun is is a godly thing okay <laughs> and so and it's okay to have fun in church it's okay to have fun uh serving the lord you see i'm not saying that you're going to live a challenge-free life but what i am saying is that the greatest time you're going to have is is serving him is being in his presence look at psalms uh 27 4 in the amplified i want to show you something that david said uh david you know he was a man even under the old covenant guys who had intimate heart knowledge of God, who, who walked in this close fellowship with God, you see. And then remember, David obviously wasn't a perfect man. David had some serious issues going on, adultery, murder at one point. And yet God called David a man after his own heart. How can this be, guys? It is because David knew that what God was really after was his heart, you see. Look what he said here in Psalms uh, 20, uh, Psalms 27.4 in the Amplified Bible, he says, One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek. 
He says, that will I inquire for, and that will I insistently require. <laughs> he says, you know, if this, is, if this was the only thing I could have, this would be it. And he says, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, which is in his presence. Glory be to God, in his presence, that I may dwell in his presence all the days of my life, to behold and gaze upon the beauty the sweet attractiveness and the delightful loveliness of the Lord. And watch this, guys. This is what we do in His presence. He says, and to meditate, to consider, and to inquire in His temple. And so David was a man who knew that with all the stuff coming against him, his victory was found in the presence of God. You see, whatever you're going through, friend, First of all, I want you to understand your victory was won 2,000 years ago. Jesus already won you the victory through his finished works. And so you access the victory in his presence. Getting into his presence. Praise God. And look what he says. This is what we do in his presence. He says, that I may gaze upon the beauty, the sweet attractiveness, the delightful loveliness of the Lord. I love that, guys. And then he says, to meditate, consider, and inquire in his temple and that now takes us into meditation you see because somebody says well Alex I get what you're saying but how do I practically apply this to my life how do I get into the presence of God and you know there's different ways you can get into the presence of God obviously worship is a powerful way to take you into his presence but you know you're not going to be able to worship 24 7 I mean you know you're not going to be playing worship music necessarily 24 7 and so how do you get into his presence while you're at your job or, you know, you're, you know, running some errands, whatever it is you got to do. And I want you to understand that the, the most powerful way to get into the presence of God is through meditation. He says to meditate, to consider and to inquire. And so when we talk about meditation, guys, remember, biblical meditation is not like this Eastern concept of meditation, you know, just emptying out your mind. No. Biblical meditation is really you filling your mind and your heart with the Word of God. Uh, to meditate means uh, to consider. It means to uh, think deeply upon something. It means to ponder. It means to roll something over in your mind. Uh, it means to mutter, to speak it out. And so here he says to meditate, to consider, which is part of meditation, and also to inquire. And so that's part of meditation as well, you inquiring with the Lord. And so in other words, that's you, uh, you know, you meditate the word, you consider the word of God, you roll it over in your mind. And so you inquire with the Lord about it, meaning, you know, you talk to the Lord about his word. And so you have a dialogue with God about his word. Uh, and, and that's part of meditation. Uh, look at Second uh, Timothy, excuse me, First Timothy. Uh, chapter uh, 4 verse 15 first Timothy 415 which gives us our uh, another definition of of meditation and so to meditate to live a life of biblical meditation you can't separate that from from practicing the presence of God because you know once again God and his word are one what did the scripture say he said he said in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God and so God and his word are one. And so you cultivate your sense of God's presence in your life uh, through uh, living 
uh, a life of, of meditation. And I, I want you to understand, I don't want you to fall into this trap of thinking, you know, I sometimes run into people who say, well, Alex, you know, I try to get into the Word, but, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, it's just boring. You know, I get distracted. I can't really focus on it. Uh, I want you to really, I want you to throw that out the window. Okay. <laughs> I want you to, to get rid of this idea that, you know, you getting into the Word is this dry intellectual thing. No, man. I want you to begin to see your time in the Word of God as your time spent with your Heavenly Father. In other words, <laughs> thank you, Lord. Uh, when you, <laughs> thank you, Lord. Oh, when you get into His Word, man, I want you to know that God is looking to reveal some things to you personally uh, through His Word. You see, you want to begin to get into His Word and you want to begin to see the Word as God speaking to you directly, you see. And so you get into his word so you can see the promises he's already made uh, uh, f to you. You can see in the word who he's called you to be, uh, you know, and, and, and then when you meditate on it, you think on it, uh, you talk to him about it. You know, Lord, help me to understand uh, this verse. You know, Lord, how does this apply to my life? Lord, what are you speaking to me uh, through this particular verse? Uh, and I want you to begin to uh, look for the promises in scripture uh, that pertain to the things you're believing God for. If you're believing God for healing, look for healing scriptures. If you're, if you're believing God for provision, find prosperity scriptures. Uh, write them on an index card. And then when you go about your day, you just put your attention back on those scriptures and you talk to God about it, you see. And so every time you put your attention on his word, I want you to understand it is you putting your attention on God. You see, because meditating the Word or practicing the presence of God is really all about focus. I was asking you recently, you know, uh, how do we keep our focus or how do we place our focus on a God whom we can't perceive with our physical senses? Well, the answer is you got to do it through His Word. You know, you got to do it through His Word. Uh, there's this thing going around now, you know, where people think, you know, that we can live uh, successful Christian lives without the Word of God. Well, I'm here to tell you guys, it's not going to work that way, you see. Because there's a lot of crazy stuff out there in the world right now. People have a lot of weird ideas about God, and, and they'll feed you all kinds of ideas about God. So the only way that you can be certain that what you, what you know about God or think you know about God is correct is, does this line up with His Word? And so, you know God through His Word, you put your attention on Him uh, through, through His Word. You see, look at what he says here in 1 Timothy 4.15. Uh, if you're there, let's read verse 15 out loud together. Ready, read. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. And so here's another definition of biblical meditation. He says, meditate upon these things. And so the definition is, Give thyself wholly to them. And so, biblical meditation is you giving yourself wholly over to the Word of God. Alex, what does that mean? You giving yourself wholly over to the Word means you're not just, again, it's not just this intellectual thing. 
this dry intellectual thing. No, you giving yourself wholly over to the word is you focus so intently upon that word that it begins to consume you, man, that it begins to take over your soul, you know, your mental, emotional realm, you know. So those scriptures get deep down into your soul. They begin to influence you now, your emotions, you see. <laughs> I want you to understand, uh, you know, you, you can, a scripture, you can focus so much on that scripture, man, that that promise becomes so real to you that you just sense into the reality of it even before it manifests in your physical realm, you see. That's you giving yourself wholly over to the Word, wholly over to the presence of God, wholly over to the promises of God. And he says that thy profiting may appear to all. <laughs> Glory be to God. And so when you meditate the Word in this way, you give yourself wholly over to the Word of God, he says, there's going to be some profiting that shows up. As a, as a result, you know? <laughs> and so in other words, people are gonna be able to tell there's something kind of different about you today. <laughs> you know, you don't seem on edge today as, as you used to do before. Uh, you know, you seem a little less worried. You seem a little calmer. Uh, you seem nicer, <laughs> praise God. You know, I was saying the other day, you know, you can tell when someone's been having uh, you know, kind of a word shortage in their life, or they haven't really been spending a lot of time with God, uh, you can usually tell that they might not necessarily have the best attitude, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so the cure, man, to that is get into his presence, get into his word. Amen. Look at uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, verse 13. Now, this is a very simple thing. Uh, to do, guys. This is not very complicated. It's really just you uh, retraining the momentum of your mind. That's what it is. You know, somebody might be watching and you might say, well, Alex, you know, this sounds like a lot of uh, effort, you know, like a lot of stuff I need to be focusing on. Um, what I would say to you, friend, is, well, first of all, you know, uh, you can't really stop thoughts from happening in your life. You know, you're going to be thinking thoughts one way or another. Uh, there's a study that says, I believe, you know, that we think about something like 60,000 thoughts a day. And I think the study says most of those thoughts are negative thoughts. You see, and, and, and I want you to really understand that, that, that negative thoughts or, or worry, there's another word for worry, guys. That word is negative meditation. And so you might say, well, Alex, I don't know if I can do this meditation, you know, if I can focus in this way. Well, friend chances are if you're saying that most likely you're already practicing this other kind of meditation this negative meditation called worry you see and so biblical meditation is really you uh, retraining the momentum of your mind so that your mind no longer gravitates towards the worst case scenarios an issue comes up well Alex what if this happens you know uh, well, well, what, well, you know, what, what if I, you know, a doctor gives you a, a diagnosis, you know, well, Alex, what if I don't get healed? Well, let me ask you this. What if you do get healed? What does the Word of God say, you see? And so worry is you giving yourself wholly over to the worst case scenario. Worry is you uh, uh, giving yourself wholly over to the things you don't want. Worry is really you meditating on the word of the enemy, you see? And so what your job is now is simply just to 
to reverse the momentum of your mind so that your dominant thoughts now become the word you know in the beginning this might be something you have to put some effort in some focus you know this is why i say you know write the some scriptures down keep them with you where you can see them remind yourself to do this you see but eventually man it becomes second nature you see eventually uh you're just always kind of meditating on the word you know uh, and, 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 and the word just kind of gets on the inside of you. And, and, and that's when change starts to take place. And so now something happens and your thoughts don't go to worst case scenario. No, now an issue shows up, man. Your first response now is, what does the word have to say about this? You know, doctor might say, well, you have a terminal disease. There's not much we can do, but what does the word say? May I remind you, friend, the word says that you were healed with his stripes 2,000 years ago. Praise God. The word says that he has already redeemed you from every sickness and from every plague. The word says that he has sent his word and healed you and delivered you from all of your destructions, you see. And so you now begin to focus on that word. Focus on the word. And then you practice his presence meaning you talk to him about it. Lord, thank you that you've already healed me. Lord, thank you that what I need is available. Uh, Lord, uh, Holy Spirit, help me to have a, a deeper revelation of this word that I'm thinking on. You see, that's you practicing his presence through being in his word. Amen? Well, praise God. Now, I want you to see something here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, verse 13. Um, and uh, this is what he says. Verse 13 says, he says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not, check this out, guys, you received it not as the word of men, but you received it as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. And so what I want you to see is, is that in order for the word of God to effect, factually work in your life you got to give the word of god its proper place in your life you know the worst thing you can do is is you know treating the word of god uh as just a common book you know some people that say oh alex you know the bible is a book of ancient literature you know someone says well alex the bible is <laughs> quite interesting it's a book of poetry book of ancient literature it's man's ideas about god well no okay <laughs> no you want to throw that garbage out the window you want to throw that garbage out the window you see i want you to understand i want you to understand what he says here they receive the word of god not as the word of men but as the word of god you see and so sometimes people are having a hard time uh, seeing the Word of God working in their lives, <laughs> you know, because you simply, frankly, man, you, you haven't yet purposed in your heart that the Bible, praise God, is the inerrant, authoritative Word of God. You see, this Bible, I want you to understand, uh, it does not, um, what we have in these 66 books, guys, in this Bible, this is not man's writings about God. You see, I want you to understand that what this is, is God's revelation to man. That is very, very important. You see, the most important decision, well, one of the most important decisions you can make as a believer is to purpose in your heart that you're going to believe the Word of God. 
Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. Now remember, grace is a living reality that is alive in the heart of every born-again believer. Friends, I'm Alex Rubit. You've been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again tomorrow as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now once again, to find out more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Help us to spread this good news of God's unmerited favor in and through the finished works of Jesus Christ. And one more thing, friends, if you'd like to support what God is doing in and through this ministry, you may do so by going to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. I pray you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. Walk in his blessing, walk in his favor, walk in his goodness. And I look forward to talking to you again on tomorrow's podcast. Thank you.